Hello there. General Kenobi. Dude, seriously. That's the wrong line. This is the intro, remember? Oh, right. Um, Welcome to the Discussion Alliance. We cover the latest topics and news from all corners of the Star Wars universe. So grab your blue milk and keep your seals tight because we've got a lot in store for you today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Discussion Alliance. Amazing to have all the listeners and new ones here to listen to our third episode of, again, the Discussion Alliance. Uh, We've got some great things to talk about, Aiden. Um, I'm very excited for what we have today. And, yeah, feeling good. Hello. (laughs) It's good. This is, (laughs) man, it feels so weird because I'm usually the one who starts. But, hey, it's like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Let's give this. Let's give Kyle some spotlight. You know. Thank you. Yeah, I I need the practice. I feel like. Yeah. You know, gotta become a pro. <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah, um, you did good. Again, like, like usual. Yeah. Uh, like usual, we're gonna start off with some Star Wars news, and I think we got some cool stuff to go over today. All right. So. Do you want to kick us off, Aiden? Yes, I. I would be. More than happy to. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, in recent news, on May 18th, Disney had announced that it was shutting the doors to the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, which is a Star Wars-themed hotel in Orlando. And uh, it's coming to an end later this year. (laughs) Jeez Louise. So, I'm going to be honest, Kyle, I only heard a little bit about this, like maybe just a, a, a whisper of this, <laughs> of this No, yeah, hotel. they definitely, they did not promote it a ton, like, you're, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, and, and hearing about it shutting down, I'm like, wait, what, what, I've, why have I heard about this before? And at the same time, it's like, wait, what is this again? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I, I guess we can quickly go over it for uh, people who may not know what it is. Pretty much, uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser is this, uh, I guess the only way I could describe it in my mind is like an ultra-fancy, immersive Star Wars experience. It's sort of like, think of it as you're staying at a Star Wars hotel, and but they but Disney puts it into like this Star Wars experience for you. Okay, that wasn't the best description, but yeah. Uh, it's, it's at... Walt Disney's Walt Disney World's resort, like you said, in Florida. Yeah. But of course, the big thing I think the one of the main reasons why most people didn't hear about it is, uh, uh, I have it written down is the cost of going to. This. Oh yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I have it right in front of me. A two night stay starts at a cost of four thousand eight hundred dollars for two people. Holy heck. Or six thousand dollars for two nights for a family of four. <sighs> Which, when you think about it, is crazy. I mean, even if you broke it down for like, for example, the two the two night stay for two people, uh-huh. that is right there one thousand two hundred dollars per person per night. Oh my god! Which is definitely a lot, especially since like this isn't like you're visiting somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, their job there is to immerse you into the Star Wars galaxy. So in a sense, hey, you're visiting the Star Wars universe, which is cool. But yeah, all you're doing is Star Wars. And so 
I mean, I'm not saying I would be disappointed in doing a ton of Star Wars stuff, but it's definitely a lot of money for that. Yeah. Jeez Louise. I... <sighs> Just hearing about that. Like, seriously, from what I am reading, it took them a good long time, a good long while, to like get this done. Like, I'm on the Forbes article right now i'm trying to see where oh yeah where did it say i saw it yeah here it is here it is let's see so launched from tremendous fanfare in march 2022 oh geez wow the gal- yeah, it's been barely open a year now. yeah the galactic star cruiser had spent the good part of a decade in development and took an estimated 400 million dollars to build According to Dennis, Jeez. according to Dennis Spiegel, founder and CEO of International Theme Park Services, jeez, wait, four hundred million, jeez, man. Well, part of it is uh, that was the cost to build it. It sounds like from what yeah, you're that's saying. the cost it took I, to build. We're, we're, we're both looking at different articles. And we've we've read through stuff, but um, something that's interesting is, I mean, in the headline uh, headline of the one I'm reading for the New York Times, or actually the. The, the sub headline, but it talks about uh, Disney is seeking to cut overall costs by more than five billion dollars. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just by the cost per night, uh, the picture showing how crazy detailed and I'm gonna use the word again immersive this experience is. I don't even want to know the maintenance costs and just the costs to create such an experience for the customers. Who buy <laughs> two nights, or who knows? People probably do more than two nights. Jeez, I don't even want to know the cost of that. But jeez, it's crazy that it would save them five billion dollars. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, that's. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. Let's see. Oh yeah, something else uh, that you and I discussed that we think was part of the reason why. It uh it closed. Yes, high cost, huge thing. Um, something else is also the fact that it is limited to one era of stars, which is the sequel trilogy. Um, we we've talked about the sequel trilogy in the in the past episodes, mm-hmm. but um, w- without saying oh the sequel trilogy is bad, without saying the sequel trilogy is good, just pretty much simply the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy is only one part of Star Wars. Exactly. And unfortunately, I feel like as cool it is, yes, it is the latest Star Wars content. So I guess it sort of makes sense for them to be to promote and use the latest Star Wars content and media. It would have been cool to see them dive back and do um, well. Like for example, you when you go to the hotel, it's not really a hotel. It's more of I don't know what to call it to be honest. <laughs> um, you you can choose to be part of the Resistance or the First Order. What would have been cool is like, could we go back to the prequels, for example? Choose to be uh, part of the Republic or part of the Separatists, or even uh, no, not before that. I was thinking uh, <laughs> release of movies. Uh, uh, going back to the original trilogy, could you be part of the Rebels or the Empire? And so I think what I, th- I think that's something that they could have totally included, and I guess they just in it mm-hmm. I mean yeah that was that was something that we thought maybe could have helped this succeed oh. was, wasn't was just limiting it to one era of Star Wars 
Yeah, I think that's that was a very poor choice, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the sequel trilogy era is not all Star Wars. Like, it's not the only thing that they should have thought about. However, I think the reason they just stuck to one era was because I think it might have been much more expensive to put it together and all that, you know? You're you're definitely right about that. I mean, you already said, I believe you said it's four hundred million. Yeah, it to took four hundred million to build the first I, place. I mean, so it probably would have been probably would, way more. Probably would have been. Yeah, I think maybe three times that much if they went with the I other mean, eras per era. Like, cause yeah, again, four hundred million. That was probably just for the one era, as well as everything else that went through it. So maybe it might have been. I don't know. This is probably a random guess. Don't, don't don't hold me to this, everyone watching at home or listening. Um, <laughs> probably would have been somewhere over a billion dollars just to do all of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I mean, considering the fact that they were willing to put this much money and everything into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it may have been worth it. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not an expert. We're not in their shoes, looking at. I mean, they they probably conducted surveys saying like, "Would you be interested to come and see this?" And who 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 knows what their data was looking like? Yeah. But yeah. It's, yeah. It is unfortunate thing. to see them close, but it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. to our listeners, if you are interested in going, this is not an ad for Disney or the Galactic whatever it's, it's called, the Star uh, Cruiser, Galactic Star Cruiser. The Galactic Star Cruiser. But uh like Aiden said, it closes, I believe it said their last sort of like two day they do them in two day runs is September 28th. 28th and the 30th so get your tickets now before it's too late as uh, only if you are able to um spend thousands of dollars <laughs> i mean because it's it's a lot yeah again like seriously yeah seriously, i mean please, i feel like it's sort of hard for people to go for especially since like you can go to disneyland or disney world yeah you can stay at their disney themed hotels i mean they have like they have of course like their traditional mickey mouse and stuff mm-hmm. themed stuff i'm sure they have some star wars themed. oh stuff. yeah there's galaxy's and edge have... and all that exactly yeah oh yeah duh they already have that and then and then there's Star Wars rides and stuff. So the fact that they built this, now that I think about it more, it just seems quite a bit extra, and they're tailoring it to, <laughs> like, a group of fans that I don't even know what group of fans that would be. Yeah, I think that's, to be honest, that was a very terrible business decision yeah. on their end. Because, you know, again, can't... It, they've already got Star Wars themed attractions and all that for like like with Galaxy's Edge and all the rides that they have at Disney World and Land so yeah mm-hmm. why why make something extra I believe Galaxy's Edge has been pretty popular right I've seen a lot of videos I of have also seen a lot of videos about Galaxy's Edge it's yeah it's really popular with with park attendance yeah. park attendance yeah, sure. or just people who attend the parks you know that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I was about to say like park attendants sound like the. the I mean, I guess we're attendees, say, but it sounded like people attendees. who work there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I th- I think that's it for the news. There's not much more we can build on that. Yeah. But yeah. We thought we'd, we'd share that with you guys. Just again, Star Wars news not not the most positive and great Star Wars news, but it's news. Ups and downs. It's gonna happen. Anyway. All right. So. Let's get to the meat of uh, today's podcast. Yeah, so first off, uh, The Clone Wars Season 7. Good gosh. It has already been three years since Season 7 released. Yeah, that's uh, Holy crap. That's that's, and <laughs> I'm going to be honest, that was like the first season that I watched like in its entirety. Because <laughs> previously... Previously, um, I would only watch maybe a few episodes or arcs from Clone Wars that I had only seen, like, I'm a sporadic watcher sometimes. I'm a sporadic watcher. I kind of just, I choose whatever, um, whatever I feel like is interesting. Like, you know, the, the Rebellion on Onderon, the, um... Oh, that's a good one. Let's see, what else? Eh, that's a very key example. Like, I just, I stick to the arcs that they provide in earlier seasons and all that. I am starting to, I mean, I am starting to watch Clone Wars in its entirety. I think I'm on the 11th episode of season one. Okay, going all the way back. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, I mean, the other day I was just rewatching Umbara Battle Scenes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good but, one, too. Well, I mean, I've, I've watched all of the seasons like over and over so many times but yeah, i definitely find myself going back and i'm like eh, i want to watch the citadel today or let's watch the uh battle of genosis number two let's just let's just have yeah fun. yeah well back on the topic of season seven i have to say that it's uh yeah it's been an it's an interesting season i know they were originally going to have it during the original run of the show, but then after Disney acquired it, uh, yeah, didn't wasn't Clone Wars canceled? Well, the, after, the, the, show, the show got canceled. Yeah, yeah. Twenty thirteen was season five, and that's when they had heard that that was uh, uh, Filoni and George Lucas. They had plans for the Mandalorian arc and stuff. Because like the last thing that one of the last things that we see. Was for example Obi Wan getting helped off Mandalore by Bo Katan. He's gonna go to the Jedi Order and report stuff. But then, of course, we never we never see that. Yeah, and so there are a lot of things. So because that were they knew that they were getting canceled, uh, and they they lost their like their Cartoon Network stuff. They did like a bonus season. Season six and essentially was a bonus season that they did with Netflix, and then that was it. Yeah. Well, thank goodness they kept season six when Disney Plus launched too. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, looking back at season seven, I mean, season seven totally set up. Uh, of course, the I mean, it was used as sort of a bounce pad for. The Bad Batch, which some could argue, in a sense, is sort of like a Clone Wars season eight and a season nine, and soon to be season ten. Yeah, because Bad Batch season three is coming out sometime in the near future. I think the crazy thing that I see with season seven, and everyone knows uh-huh. this, is just 
the the, the graphics of uh, season seven. I mean, oh yeah, the quality is such a huge step up. Like I <laughs> like, there's definitely some episodes of the original Clone Wars uh, series where you can tell like they put a lot more time and like like filler episodes. They they don't always like I, I can recall some filler episodes where they just didn't put a ton into it. They're like here we we, we just need an episode, but there's some episodes. Whereas I know I mentioned it er- earlier, but like mm-hmm. season three, uh, the Citadel. I mean, I, I mean maybe it's just me, but I I swear that there's like quite a step up in quality in like those particular season three episodes versus some of the other ones, mm-hmm. and and it just shows that they spent more time and effort into those episodes, which makes sense because it's such a cool and such a crucial arc of the Clone Wars. But then now that you have season seven where they have so much funding, as we know, mm-hmm. to make this finale. <laughs> they just went all out with everything. I mean, the movements are so fluid on their animations. And then, of course, the graphics. I mean, they got explosions. I mean, there's no more clones where it's a cutscene, all of a sudden his armor's white, and then you get to the close-up, and now he has, like, his blue stripes and stuff. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. and But... Yeah, and there was just so much cut from the final product, too. It's... Uh, That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, just, like, just today, as of recording this, it turns out that I, uh... There was supposed to be a an arc on Utapau, you know, in Revenge of the Sith when Grievous fights oh, Kenobi. Oh, I totally forgot about this. Yeah, with the big crystal, I think, right? Yeah, it was, uh... Yeah, I just looked it up right now. Um, the un- It was the Crystal Crisis on Utapau or something like that. And th- it's like just a whole hour and eight... Wait, hour and 18 minute? No. Like almost an hour and a half worth of unfinished footage and all that. So... Do you know exactly what the plot was going to be? Because I honestly... Like, I watched see. some of the, like... Uh, uh, like uh, unreleased clips of like sort of the beta projects, but I never saw or, or read anything about like what the actual plot was. Let's see. I'm going to look it up. Uh, All right. Let's see. So according to Wikipedia, um, everyone loves Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What was the, Mm. I mean, I remember watching okay, uh, so here's the plot General Grievous on his speeder carrying that massive kyber crystal. Yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan and Anakin chasing after him. Let's see. So the official description is Anakin and Obi-Wan must escape Utapau with the kyber crystal before General Grievous and his droid army track them down. Let's see. Stranded on Utapau, scouring the sinkhole planet, attempting to stop a dangerous arms deal between Sugi Raiders and General Grievous, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi learn that the weapon for sale is a massive kyber crystal, a a powerful energy source which, if in the wrong hands, could be harnessed into a weapon of unspeakable horror. That was most likely hinting at the Death Star or something. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm wondering if part of why they canceled it was just, like, how it would fit in with, like, Revenge of the Sith. Because the whole thing with Utapau, from what I understand, was, like, that was sort of, like, a retreat for the Separatists. Yeah. 
And so I don't know why it makes sense that. Yeah, for some reason that's. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be like if I remember correctly, there's a there's a separatist droid. I don't know what they're called again, but it's pretty much uh, trade federation ships. They're sort of like mini Death Stars. Do you know what I'm picturing right now? I think so. But but pretty much it was like I know one for sure. There may have been a second one, but they embedded themselves into sort of like the big caverns in Utapau. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be like their outer rim safe haven pretty much. Right. And so other than maybe if there was like Yeah, I don't remember the dialogue but exactly, but it sounded like when, for example, Cody was briefing Obi Wan or whatever before he went before they did the battle of Utapau pretty much. Yeah. Like they didn't it sounded like it was all pretty new to them. Like it wasn't like, oh, we've been here before. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, most likely, probably like they've been there before, but it was probably some time before Revenge of the Sith as well. So yeah, well, also with like the the Nate, like for example, when Obi Wan lands and the natives, uh, well, like I don't know if it's their chairman or something like that, but he pretty much says like we are being held hostage. He says, like, thousands of battle droids. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he says, like, whatever level or of something. But it sort of sounds like then at that time, General Grievous had come pretty recently to Utapau. Mm-hmm. Because, because that would have been during the Outer Rim sieges and General Grievous was retreating at that time mm-hmm. and pulling back his forces as the Republic was pushing forward. Yeah, and there was another thing I remembered from... Um what they weren't able to finish on this. There was the discussion between Obi-Wan and Anakin about Ahsoka's decision leaving the Jedi Order. Ah, in front of the campfire, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, I totally forgot about these clips, yeah. Yeah, I remember because I saw this vi- video. You, you know of Cinematic Captures, that YouTube channel? Yeah, very cool stuff. Yeah, and they remade that entire scene, like, entirely. Yeah, using like, Unreal Engine, I believe. Yeah, I think it was Unreal Engine. <sighs> yeah, that was cool. I mean, the audio was perfect. They he All he had to do was, of course, build the scene around sort of the, the framework that had been released. Yeah, and <laughs> just everything about this... The, it's it's I think it would have made sense because I know Anakin was distraught and upset that Ahsoka decided to leave because he was emotionally attached to her as in like like an apprentice master apprentice longtime friends kind of thing. No, oh, yeah, that's something we didn't get to see, of course, like uh, we were talking, is the fact that uh, the Clone Wars TV show got canceled after 2014, I believe. So yeah. I, th- I think originally, like, there wasn't going to be as much time between when Ahsoka leaves and that Battle of Mandalore happens. Yeah. Whereas, I'm not sure how much time, but it sounds like many months go by, or I, I would guess, like, maybe upwards of eight to nine months so like like from when she left mm-hmm. to uh when the battle of amanda i would think like realistically like it would be like a year and a half just just the amount of change that happens 
maybe maybe even two years. But of course, the Clone War the the Clone Wars didn't last that many years. I think it was like only two three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So of course that that wouldn't fit in the timeline. Yeah, that seems a bit off, to be honest. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot that was cut out. TLDR. The season seven never got a chance to happen <laughs> when Disney canceled it. But now that we have yeah. a season seven, let's actually talk about that before we dawdle on too long about what wasn't in it. What wasn't in it? What was not? Well, yeah, obviously to be... it was. There, it was the three main arcs, which uh, the first one was. was bringing back Echo and, of course, introducing the Bad Batch, which was for, now that we know, the Bad Batch TV show. A lot of that was introducing the characters. Yeah. To be honest, I think it it, was pretty cool. Yeah. Just introducing a... um, Introducing this cast of characters, this new cast of characters. I'm going to look it up real quickly. Uh, The Bad Batch director. Yeah. So it is a different person. This is what comes up. Mm-hmm. Who directed Star Wars Bad Batch? Is developed by Dave Filoni. Oh yeah. Directed by. I'm getting a couple different answers here. Oh, so that yeah, they usually have Wikipedia. more than one director for each episode, as we all no, know. No, yeah. Directed by. It says here Brad Rao, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Another name that comes up is Anna Lily. Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this. Emmerpour? Hmm. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I mean different directors, but it wasn't spearheaded by Dave Filoni as much as, for example, the Clone Wars show is. And anyways, the reason why I'm talking about that is something again, I, ju- I just rewatched you and I were talking about this before the podcast. Yeah. Uh I just rewatched uh the that arc uh yesterday and the day before just in two episode segments something that's interesting to see is the change in the like the characteristics of the bad batch themselves yeah like they the in the fourth episode arc within season seven Mm -hmm. they definitely make their characters distinct tech he's unlocking doors he's 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 being techie uh yeah you got hunter who's uh, everyone jokes that he looks like Rambo. He is very <laughs> just sort of, you know, like 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 deep voice, just sort of like you got a captain. Like he he he's totally. I feel like you're classic. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna uh, put a- that a- in the. I'm gonna guy. edit this. I'm gonna put a comparison between friggin' <laughs> Hunter and yeah. I mean and Ra- and Rambo. R- R- Rambo. <laughs> I mean he he's got he's got the face paint. He's got. The, the the long hair i mean yeah it, it looks perfect yeah that's but yeah he's, he's totally very controlled and sort of like yeah your, your classic action hero and again looks like rambo you got crosshair which is your sniper the silent very type calm s- silent guy very silent but deadly god <laughs> who they introduced echo i just, I just made who's... i just unintentionally made a fart joke <laughs> Wait, what? I said, si- I said silent but deadly, but then just I realized <laughs> I realized uh, I made a fart joke. <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? I, I, did, I didn't hear it for a second. <laughs> anyway, as you were saying. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, so you got... Yeah, so I said Hunter, I said... Tech. And tech. Crosshair. Oh, Crosshair. And then, of course, Wrecker, who we learned is sort of the big guy, just wants to blow stuff up. Yeah, he gets... He, he's scared of heights. It's, it's really clearly established. Yeah. And within the Bad Batch, I mean, it was a lot of character building, especially in Season 2. Mm-hmm. But they, they... It's just going back there's definitely a huge character transformation for them oh, they go yeah. from these sort of just like i don't know if having fun is the right way to describe like their sort of way that they pursue or tr- like experience the clone uh-huh. wars, but they're very just like okay battle let's have fun with it boom boom we went right and then you got the actual tv show where it's more of them with this uncertainty yeah of with 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 what each new day brings for them (laughs) wow i didn't really get my point across as well as i hoped there but i don't know hopefully that was worth saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really interesting because yeah i was not sure (laughs) that i'd be seeing them again like after season seven, because that was the final season. But when they announced that the Bad Batch was coming, it's like, oh yeah, sweet! I get to see more of these guys. Did you look at that. I'm, I'm curious. I, I was curious about mm-hmm. those two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, we could talk more about it, but I, I feel like it'd be good to move on to the second arc. Oh God, the, the I'd have seven. to say by far the worst arc of. Okay, not the worst. The one with... Not the worst, but it's like, eh, could have been better. Yeah, I I, I got to remind myself of the sisters' names real quick. Uh, oh, the Martez sisters. Yeah, the Martez. I always... Who's Trace. Yeah. And, oh boy, I'm trying to remember. Rafa. That's what it is. Rafa's the older sister, right? Pretty sure. It might be the other way around. I mean, yeah, I... After talking with people, especially like right when these episodes came out, mm-hmm. not a huge favorite, and and based on your reaction, it sounds like you weren't. A huge I favorite. was. It was like, meh. It's okay, but eh, just not doing that well for me. <sighs> that is totally understandable. I mean, it's a completely different pace. You got no big battles going on. Yeah, it's very. I mean, a lot of it is introducing mm-hmm. uh the martez sisters i thought we would see more of them like for like like see see them later yeah if i recall correctly there's like a bad batch episode mm-hmm. oh yeah there, there's a bad batch episode yeah. where they meet the martez sisters. i think it was season and it sounds like they yeah. work with captain rex and they know ahsoka and they even have uh the astromech that they had on their ship I'm not sure if that was R4 or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. But I, I, if I remember correctly, but I'm interested to see their future. But going back to this, I mean, here we are introducing these Rafa, who is sort of like, uh, I feel like entrepreneur would be too nice of a description. More of a, hmm. Mm. Some pretty much trying to make money in the underground of Coruscant not necessarily the most uh, ethical business practices oh, yeah. potentially but and then you got Trace who is more of a mechanic and yeah hoping to leave Coruscant someday as she builds her ship mm-hmm. 
But then, of course, Ahsoka, who we're focusing on, we're sort of yeah. seeing her in life. I guess sort of cope with how she feels about how she wants to be like a normal citizen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she still feels her ties with the Jedi Order. Right. Yeah, and it's interesting because we only see a little bit of um, how this, how it, I'm trying to find the words, but I can't find them exactly. (laughs) All I can say is that, yeah, we did look into that a bit and saw how Ahsoka was dealing with... um, herself after leaving the order that was i mean i i thought it was really cool this is different but like mm-hmm. um dealing with the pike syndicate and again exploring more of the uh, underworld and I, I guess like spice trafficking would be the the, the right name for it but mm-hmm. sort of looking at, at at the crime syndicate world which eventually they do uh, bring in Maul, and which is cool to see because I believe season seven came after Solo, the movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we knew that Maul had connections to. I mean, we knew back in season five of Clone Wars when he uh, takes over Death Watch and he's collecting different crime syndicates. Yeah. We understand that backstory of how he became so powerful. I'm going to call it in that department. And then Solo, the movie, sort of looks at... I mean, he's not a main character by any means. He shows up for like five seconds. For, yeah. But he, in a hologram. But we sort of see his uh, reign of power in live action. And then here mm-hmm. we are coming back to the animated seeing sort of the in-between. Oh, yeah. It's, uh... And that, that, that was definitely cool yeah. to see. I mean, the Pikes, I believe we had only previously seen in, I think it was uh, some season five episodes. I think when, so. When uh, Obi-Wan and... When Obi-Wan and Anakin go to... I'm forgetting the name of the planet that the Pikes are from. Do you remember? No, but, it, yeah, there was... an. There was a, something of a story arc involving the pi- pikes. I want to say pipes. Oh, I want to say pipes. pipes. But <laughs> they're from uh, Obadiah. That's the name of the Obadiah. Hmm. Or Obadiah. Obadiah. I thought it was Obadiah. Uh, let us know in but... the comments, or if you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, like what, <laughs> if it's pronounced yeah, we, Obadiah we had only or Obadiah. Previously... Yeah. It's been a while. We had only, we had only previously seen them. See, yeah, we only previously saw them, in I believe one or two episodes, and that's when, I believe Count Dooku killed their leader. I think right? so. It was in a duel, and you had Obi Wan and Kenobi fighting, on one side, Count Dooku, and then all of these pikes, and sort of their leader. All these soldiers pop out of a, a blast door, and they all start fighting together against. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku, and of course, Count Dooku escapes. Yeah, but other than those episodes, we hadn't we practically never seen the Pikes in any episodes. So I'm I'm not saying I was like chanting, I want to see more Pikes, but it was just cool to, uh, you know, just just get more content about them, especially since they're such such a unique 
uh, species and group of characters in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not going... I don't know. I'm blaming part of this on myself. We're not going as in-depth yeah. as maybe I'd hoped, but we're sort of... We're, we're, we're reviewing things, recollecting... Yeah, recollecting, sort of reminiscing. Remembering the cool stuff. Yeah. Of course, the most popular... Probably the most important the one. The Battle of Mandalore and the end of the Clone the final Wars. Final arc, yeah. That is. <sighs> that was my favorite all part. The clips. That was my favorite part of the entire season. I mean, I could not disagree with you at all. <laughs> quite, quite amazing. Of course, it's a little reminder for everyone. I'm sure if you're watching or listening to this, you know it probably as well as we do. But maybe even better. But mm-hmm. those episodes was about it just followed the four episode arc of Ahsoka returning. At the end of that arc, she meets up with Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. And you could say almost in a sense Bo Katan was sort of using Ahsoka, but Ahsoka sort of in a sense wanted to return mm-hmm. to the Republic. And she Bo Katan and Ahsoka contact the Republic and they have an idea to take back. Mandalore, and this is how we have the uh, I don't know if this is the right word the the reconnection of Anakin and Ahsoka briefly, mm-hmm. and we, we sort of get to see the last time that they would ever see each other. Yep. Because in season five, I mean, that's quite the ending when you think about it. The episode that Ahsoka leaves. Yeah. I mean, they they could have ended it off like that, but of course, yeah, Ahsoka is such a beloved character that they brought her back. But they, I think they made as good of a sort of ending for the two of them when they leave each other. Yeah, and it's like there's that small hint of, I, I don't know, maybe closure? Would you say it's a bit of closure? I mean, b- between the two characters, definitely. I mean, he gives her the, the lightsabers. I mean, I, I feel like that whole sort of scene was staged super well. I mean, Captain Rex showing all the Ahsoka helmets for the clone troopers that just shows that the, that showed us and her that they really do consider her as like someone to look up to and follow definitely and then of course when i mean just after uh anakin gives her the lightsabers i mean it just shows his trust in her even though they haven't seen each other for a long time yeah his trust to give her Captain Rex and part of the 501st and I mean they they part ways but it was it was done very nicely. Oh and yeah. Next thing we know we have the Battle of Mandalore. I mean I could rewatch that sort of main landing scene over and over again. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 music was super well done. I mean that was that, that was one of those moments where I was like he's back Kevin Kiner is back. I, I know not all the Clone Wars music was done by Kevin Kiner, but I mean most of the credit goes to him. And I, I, I all I want to say is that his music in the Clone Wars is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. And then um, moving on to the actual Battle of Mandalore, that was just hyped as heck. Like, yeah, I I think they did. I mean, when I rewatch it. Part of me craves like for some more big battle stuff, or just maybe some more shots showing the scale and like the size of like how big this battle was. But the 
the pacing was actually pretty well done in the end. I mean, they gotta they gotta get some of the important bits, uh, like with Jesse when he's captured, mm-hmm. or um, the duel between Ahsoka and uh, I'm trying to uh, Ahsoka and Maul, yeah, and of course oh uh, Bo-Katan and Almec, and this is all mm-hmm. within like two episodes because <laughs> it, it it begins midway through the first one ends midway through the third and this yep. isn't even before we get to order 66 and stuff like that oh yeah which is crazy it's just crazy to think that they fit this whole battle into it all. yeah they <laughs> with despite the very few episodes that they were given they were able to like get everything just done within such a short amount of time well like they executed everything well yeah and uh, Uh, something that i think i'm obviously season seven was closure i mean introducing the bad batch bringing back ahsoka sort of putting together this finale but definitely built her character up for the mandalorian season two mm -hmm. because not only do we get a little bit of an older looking ahsoka in season seven compared to uh the original uh, Clone Wars seasons, mm-hmm. but her, the way that she acts and carries herself is definitely. I'm just gonna use the word like as like a wiser Jedi, more like she's, Jedi Knight, she, like more more Jedi Master. I mean the way that she is. I mean the way she fights mm-hmm. the the Death Watch Mandalorians. She isn't going for kills. She's like slicing their blasters and kicking them away. Uh, when when that one clone pilot is going down, she cuts him loose, and he's able to eject out of there. Yeah, I mean, it, it totally set this whole sort of precedent for who she was. And then you got the Mandalorian season two, which came out. Oh my god! I want to say twenty twenty that year. Like yeah, yeah same or, year. Yeah, and then here we, and that's when we got to see a live action Bo Katan with a live action Ahsoka, and just sort of Ahsoka being this. I, I almost, I'm going to say it, sort of like what the Kenobi, Kenobi TV show should have been. Like sort of this wandering Jedi who's just doing good deeds wherever she can. Yeah, and she does all this stuff that a Jedi, like traditionally a Jedi should do. <laughs> yeah. And... Well, going back to uh, to Mandalore, you, do you know about the mocap suit stuff for the? Dual? Oh yeah, I saw the behind the scenes for that. That was cool, and they got the original guy for Maul to do that. <laughs> and that that, that was, was fantastic. That was so That's awesome. Something that I, I mean, I mean, people could pick on. I mean, I feel like with any animated stuff, but like yeah, I mean, you could I, I think that the, the the Clone Wars animated stuff looks quite fantastic. It's like it's, CGI it's, and stuff. There's obviously couldn't even stuff tell. that people make I'm, in Unreal stuff that yeah. looks amazing, but f- yeah, but for, for how fluid their their mocap stuff was and that duel was, yeah, it was um, definitely top tier cinematic quality. I know that the show that the finale won some awards. I hope. Something related to that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I mean, it, it is it is obvious, not super obvious, but it is easy to tell. Like, whoa, the the way that the characters move in this fight compared to all the scenes before it is definitely much more fluid mm-hmm. and feels much more natural. But that's just such a cool bit that they added in. Because, like you said, they brought back the original mall, mall actor, mm-hmm. and they brought it, 
they brought in the person who played Ahsoka. They brought in like people who knew what they were doing, like actual fighters who knew the choreo, who were choreographed and made an amazing fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, even the little bits of like uh, showing Ahsoka when she was like uh, sort of panting, like she was tired out, like like at some bits or her reacting back when she got hit in the face mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. All of this was able to be put in and because they did the mocap. Whereas if you had someone animating this, they may, they may not even think to put that stuff in because you don't have the sort of live recording to pull from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because since we're sort of going back and we're looking at some of the neat stuff of the episodes. That was something that totally stuck out to me. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. It was a lot. I'd have to say that in all the Star Wars battles and duels, Maul versus Ahsoka would have to be my all-time favorite. Definitely. Oh, I, I can't believe uh, we, we, we've gone over so much. And we, we got the last part, yeah, which, which is, is Order 66. Order 66 and the end of the Clone Wars. That was definitely more of... I, I can't imagine... I don't know if I can properly imagine it, but I could see them in their uh, sort of planning meeting. Yeah. And they're like, hey, how can we make the fans cry? Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they... I mean... They did a really good job. With yeah, that, and to, it's... to close it. I mean, it totally felt like you. Had, when Order sixty six happens, you sort of, in my opinion, you sort of feel against the clones at first because yeah. that's what Order six sixty six was. But by the time you get to the ending with like the burial, oh god, like, you totally feel bad for them. Don't remind me. Oh. Yeah, a, a, a sort of. I, I think this is why we really didn't want to like. We we kept pushing like the Mandalore Mandalore. Uh, Battle of Mandalore part because when you get to this like the Order sixty six stuff, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like ah, oh, great, we're now gonna see a beloved character deal with this horrific galaxy wide event. Yeah, well, uh, I think one of the main takeaways from uh, the final episode was the fact that captain rex survives people were never sure like there was a lot of things about uh, cody surviving i mean yeah. we never knew like when revenge of the sith came out with rex nobody knew there was, I, I, if i remember correctly tons of youtube channels for years were like did rex survive did he not i think it was later established i mean as we know that i mean it wasn't in the original plans but they made him out to survive and be one of the commanders in the Battle of Endor. That guy, of course, that we know who dresses up in the Stormtrooper armor, has a white beard, mm-hmm. and they sort of built off that. Yeah, and then but it th- was... this was like this was like our main confirmation that like he survived. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there was I know there were some people out there who were just like really confused as to how Rex was still alive during the time of the Empire in Star Wars Rebels, you know, when they, when Ahsoka, oh, when Ahsoka, yeah, chasks, totally about when Ahsoka chasks Ezra, Kanan, and just the others to find an old friend of hers, who turns out to be Captain mm-hmm. Rex, Commander Wolf, and Gregor. 
Something I'm totally interested to see uh, with the Bad Batch, we'll see. I mean, we're getting to bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. What happens to Cody, of course. Oh, yeah. But also, because of Rebels, how the heck did they find Gregor? Especially since he blew up in Rhydonium. <laughs> but, oh, then, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was season five. Mm-hmm. Another make-you-cry scene. And then... Uh, with Commander Wolf, I mean, out of all characters, I think that was definitely more san- fan service. But, like, that would be cool for them to pursue oh, and yeah. sort of explain, like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, There's it definitely a lot to work with. I mean, what was, was crazy is that we had this Order 66 scene that, I mean, everyone loves, cried over. It was mm-hmm. amazing and super well done. And then, of course, we have the Bad Batch. In the first episode, we get another Order 66 scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot that that opener was, like, over an hour long, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pr- I'm pr- I think so. Hmm. I mean, I, I, think, I think it was, yeah. I mean, it was a huge sort of, like, let's start off with a bang. It was, like, equal to about three episodes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely cool to to look back at. I mean, there, I'm sure there's more we could have said. But yeah. Season seven was definitely. Yeah. I mean, like I mean, the, the, the they brought in the bad patch, like you said, the uh, Martez arc wasn't the best. It was definitely cool for character building. They definitely yeah. brought a lot of neat elements, but of course, what really put the cherry on top was the Mandalore arc, and overall, oh, yeah. it was. A great final season and a bit of homage to close off the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... I have to add in one more thing. Sure, um, go ahead. Just at the very, the very, very end of the episode, we just... The time jump between when Ahsoka and Rex buried the their oh, fallen brethren and we cut forward to the future. How could I forget that's that just gave me chills just even rewatching it today i was just like oh god it still has that impact oh, yeah, seeing all the get going yeah. from sort of this sort of barren wasteland with the venator crash to a snow-covered planet yeah with it was so cool now that i think about it to see clone war styled animated snowtroopers and stormtroopers and snowtroopers even darth vader Same too for darth vader they even had an imperial probe like that was Super yeah, cool. Yeah, just visually, to that see was amazing. Imperials in in that animation style. Totally loved that. Yeah, and it was just like <laughs> I have to be honest with you. When I saw Darth Vader pick up Ahsoka's lightsaber and ignite it, I was like, "Wait, why would she leave one of them? Why couldn't she just leave two? And then I thought, "Wait, wait." I th- the reason she left one instead of both of them is just to give the as- assumption that she died in the crash and to cover her tracks so that the Empire right, doesn't I, I think that was part of it. <laughs> but I think also another part was she was just... I, actually, what you said, that, that probably makes sense in some, in some points. I think part of it was also just like her trying to physically and like emotionally, mentally, let go of what just happened to her through the lightsaber. Like, try to put that in the past. Yeah. 
Like, she came back, she fought in Mandalorian, she experienced Order 66. And I feel like for her, even though, like, that was a totally distraught and, <laughs> I don't know if horrific is a bit extreme, but just crazy experience, that was sort of, like, the piece that she could use to let go of all that just happened. Yeah. And it's, yeah. You know what? I didn't really think about it like that, so... Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, I, I, that, that's what I was thinking. What you said also could totally go with what I just said. I mean, e- either way, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like when Vader walks off and we see his reflection in the visor of that clone helmet, it's just like, that was oh. that's really artsy. That was cool. And, th- and from what I've been seeing, and from what I think, it's also the fact that, um, well, I have to, that that's just signified the end of the Clone Wars and that a new era was beginning. Well, yeah, show that transition from, like you said, Republic to Empire. Yeah, and so we just well, yeah. Well, what was now that I think about it, something that was unique at least for my situation was that like when the mandalorian came out and when mm-hmm. i think this is true uh with the clone wars tv show the clone wars tv show oh i'm trying to remember yeah i don't think i saw it right away like when it came out i don't think i had disney plus yet because disney plus was pretty new at the time yeah and so when i got disney plus i had all the whole first season of the mandalorian came out I think the whole season seven of Clone Wars came out also. So for me, it wasn't the same. My experience wasn't the same as people who had watched them release week by week. I think if I'm remember, remembering correctly. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, this was definitely sort of like the Mandalorian. One of their main pilot shows in a sense to help kick off Disney plus. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that was part of it. Just uh, one of their shows to help get Disney Plus off the ground and draw view <coughs> draw viewers in. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and it was just man. Yeah, um, am- amazing show, such, amazing season, such like an that. amazing season. Yeah, mostly good, some bad. Overall amazing, though. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah, man. Well, we've got one more thing on the agenda. We've been going for a pretty long time. You you think we're still up for it? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I think we should save it for another episode. Like, dude, we've been talking for almost an hour at this point. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was uh, sort of collecting our thoughts and whatnot i w- i'm just gonna say it i'll admit folks this was not our most prepared episode oh, yeah we we've both have been really busy with i'm, I'm gonna say it, with school stuff end of the school year is it's just about here i know some friends and stuff who've already ended some who are about to end i personally just ended as of today of recording this yeah um pretty crazy so I, I hope today's episode was at least somewhat satisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, season seven was definitely something we had wanted to talk about, especially for 
I mean, yes, this is subjective. Oh, yeah. How amazing it is. Yep. Totally. Well, yeah. Oh, great. That's, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. So thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure to go check us out over on Spotify and other audio services that you listen to. Also make sure to check us out on YouTube the, at the Discussion Alliance. We're also available on Instagram at the, the underscore discussion underscore alliance. Yeah, the Instagram page was just recently created by us. So we, as of the recording of this video, we don't have anything up. Uh, we'll definitely start posting some stuff. Uh, we'll showcase the uh, previous two episodes that we've posted as well as this one that you're listening to right now. Uh, by the time you listen to this, you may have seen the post or not, but uh, we definitely want to start utilizing that. And again, our, our main stuff is posting on YouTube and Spotify, whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah. But we thought uh, Instagram would be a great way for if anyone wants to, if any of you want to reach out to us with questions or even suggestions for future content. But yeah, we just wanted to have that tool out there. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much. And uh, we'll see you around in a galaxy far, Thank far you, away. We appreciate you guys listening to us. It means a lot to us. Yeah. All right. Well, may the force be with you.